0: Hey y'all, so we are here again. Double dipping on that ass. Um this week we are listening we are listening to episode one from season two mm-hmm. in which we read from scratch. Um and y'all, you know what I'm realizing? But hmm. that was a good ass book, but I Nigga. I don't think I'm ready for a thruple. However, I'm definitely ready for like lots of threesomes
1: mm. with two men.
0: Interesting. Look at that. Because that, that. Yeah. and um what was the one we just read? Be mine. Be mine. Wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Be mine. <laughs> and season Oof. four. Yeah. Girl. I'm like this some good ass sex. <laughs> and
1: then in this one, what I love about this one is that this is very much an everybody loving on everybody situation versus like in Be Mine, they were all it was, you know, she was having interactions with all four of the guys or three of three of the guys. Three of the guys. Yeah. But in this
0: it was everybody was in everybody and on everybody and yeah. Which I will say is one of my favorite porn categories right now. That, Maybe that's, yeah, that's why I like been it. one of my
1: face for quite some time. Yeah, <laughs> huh? that's been one of my that my face for quite some time too. Yeah, this this story was fucking fantastic. Yeah, yeah it I very was much it
0: was just enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, also, and it was oh, based ahead. around a baker,
1: so <laughs> oh, like, ooh, there's so much yeah. food talking.
0: Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. oh, it was good. And then like I, it was interesting listening to this because um, it's the beginning of the second season, and. Mm-hmm. Wine weed and whatever you need was like kind of prevalent. It was like I could you could see how it was developing to become a thing that you said on every episode, but it wasn't quite there yet. But she yeah. was like
0: <laughs> I was trying, I was trying to figure yeah, it out.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was like, Oh, look at that shit developing. Um, and then one other thing that really stood out to me was your unnecessary hate of Grey's Anatomy.
0: And Nigga, I still hate that shit. TV. That show is still fucking on like eighty years it later. Is. Still watching the show is it. still on. It's like a fucking like,
1: It's like the uh, Still watching it. My sister has come over to the other side and she has watched every single episode and she's an EMT. So like when they just be sitting there, she has caught up and watched every single season
0: of the show. <laughs> Mm-mm. No. Yeah, you're a hater. Grey's Anatomy is that old ragged horse with one tooth. Hanging out have you ever like, actually watched it?
1: Have what am I
0: here it? for? And then they like have beat it and put ever it back in there. Actually, watched the show. I watched it. I'm like Did three you? three episodes in in season one. Okay, you don't get to have an opinion. <laughs> <laughs> okay, skill. whatever.
1: But that's the thing that stuck out to me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. I still feel a way about your hate. It's fine. Mm. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. all right. Y'all sit back, relax, get your wine, your weed, whatever you need. Oh, you know what? As we talk about our thoughts, y'all tweet us, let us know what you're thinking as you re-listen to these old episodes. Yes. And... Or listen to them for the first time if you're new here. Yeah. I got caught up on my tongue. I feel like rolling right. Okay. Anyway. um, I Really? Bye y'all. Bye.
1: <laughs> come, come, here. Here,
0: come, here, come here. Get off. Hey, Kenrian. Hey. Welcome back to what? <laughs> Season two of the turn on. Mm-hmm. Can always counting you for a song. Right? Always counting me for a song. Love so it. Welcome back, season two of The Turn On. Mm -hmm. For our season opener, we are reading From Scratch, which is book one of the Welcome to Seaport series by Katrina Jackson.
1: It's dope too.
0: Um, So sit back, relax. Get your wine, get your weed, get your I got to figure what I'm doing out there. Bitch, I thought you was going to practice this ahead. I did not. I got to (laughs) figure out what I'm going to do for season two, but for now, get your wine, get your weed, get Mm -hmm. you whatever you need. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Back like we never left. Let's go. Back like crack. No. I don't like that. Sorry. (laughs) We back, y'all. Here we go.
1: From Scratch by Katrina Jackson. Knox hadn't realized it at the time, but somewhere in the back of his mind, he thought last night was a one-off. He'd imprinted every feeling, every taste, every sound into his brain, worried that it would never happen again. So as he followed Mary to her bedroom, his eyes trained on her bare ass, he felt really fucking lucky. Lucky and horny, Santos closed the door behind him. Knox pulled his shirt over his head and groaned when he felt Santos's hand on his shoulder. Mary stopped and turned at the foot of her bed, watching him undress. He wanted to feel them in his mouth again, but he wanted something else first. Get on your back, he said, his voice rough with need. He unbuttoned his jeans and pushed them and his boxers down his legs, taking his socks off as well. He crawled on the bed after her, placing kisses on whatever scrap of skin he could, her knees, her thighs, her stomach, until they were face to face. I missed you two today, Mary said, and he kissed her. He licked her lips and she opened up to him on a sigh. He slipped his tongue into her mouth and gently pried her legs apart so he could settle his hips on top of hers. She moaned and lifted her body to press her mound against him. He smiled and sucked her bottom lip into his mouth. Soon, he said, and then began to kiss his way back down her body. When he reached the top of her mouth, he pulled back and ran his fingers along her slit, just wanting to see her. He moved her lips apart to expose her clit and licked her, sucking her clit into his mouth. Fuck, baby. Her voice was thick with lust. The sound made his dick throb. Come here. Knox looked up to see that she was speaking to Santos, who climbed into the bed and settled on his knees at her head. Mary reached out to grasp Santos' stick and stroked him before looking down her body to Knox. That filthy smile would be the death of him. I'll suck him at the same pace as you eat me. You dirty little baker, he said, and lowered his mouth to her pussy. Soon enough, the quiet room was full of the sounds of Knox's fingers sliding into Mary's wet pussy. Mary's mouth sucking loudly on Santos's cock, and Santos's moans. Wait, Santos said, and Knox looked up, his mouth still suckling on Mary's clit. What's wrong? Mary asked. Nothing. I just … Knox wasn't used to seeing Santos at a loss for words. The man didn't speak much, but when he did, he had something to say. So this was new. It was all so new. Mary started stroking Santos's cock and he struggled to keep talking. There are a million things I want to do to you both. So many positions, let's shift. Mary sucked the head of Santos's cock back into her mouth and then looked down at Knox. Well, you said we should follow his gut. Knox rubbed his thumb against her clit in rough circles. She jumped and moaned, didn't he tell you not to be a smart ass? Santos chuckled and climbed off of the bed. He walked toward Knox and slapped his ass, now you get on your back. Knox pulled his fingers from Mary's pussy and sucked them into his mouth. Mary scooted up the bed and Knox lay down in her place. How does she taste, Santos asked, like fucking vanilla almonds and pussy, Knox replied as Mary cupped his face and kissed him. I knew she would, Santos replied sit on his face. Mary smiled against his mouth. I like the way he thinks, Knox mumbled against Mary's lips. I so agree. She sat back on her knees before crawling over his face, settling her pussy just over his mouth. He grasped her hips and pulled her close. Santos was kissing and licking his neck, their dicks rubbing together, before he moved, ran his hands down Knox's chest and stomach and then grasped his cock. When Santos's mouth settled over his dick, Knox's hips bucked of their own accord. The wet sounds of their mouths on one another and Mary's moans filled the room again. Knox was close, but his mouth was full, so he kept that information to himself while he fucked her entrance with his tongue, his chin putting a bit of pressure on her clip. He spread his legs when he felt Santos's hand stroking his ass. Santos took his mouth away for a minute and Knox moaned into Mary's pussy as the cool air hit his wet dick. And then Santos's mouth was back and a wet finger was circling his anus with a soft pressure at his entrance. Knox grasped Mary's cheeks hard and came into Santos's mouth, letting the vibration of his moans send Mary over the edge. This wasn't at all what I thought moving to seaport would be like, Mary said wistfully to herself. Knox was lying on his back next to her, her head on his shoulder. Neither did I. Before you got here, Mrs. Wright had the best dessert in town. I was just planning to seduce her." Ow, he said when Mary turned her head to playfully bite him. Take it back, she said, looking him in the eyes. He reached out to grasp the back of her neck and raised his head to kiss her. Just before his lips met hers, she moaned, her entire body shivering, as Santos fucked her pussy from behind in deep, slow strokes. Knox pulled her mouth the rest of the way to him, wanting to taste each oh fuck as it fell from her lips. Santos grunted. Knox assumed that meant that Mary was close and she was clamping down on Santos' dick. If the other man was anything like Knox, he wouldn't be able to last much longer. Knox pulled back to watch her face, waiting for the orgasm to take her under. I take it back, honey. Oh gosh, she yelled, you fucking better. Santos had started off slow raising her left leg and slipping inside her warm channel, leisurely rolling his body into hers. Knox reached down every now and then to circle her clit or lick her nipples, but he was more than happy to just watch and talk with Mary about her hopes for the bakery, a fundraiser he was planning for some new fire equipment, and Santos' plan to be chief of police in a year. It was all so normal, chatting while Santos fucked her. Even when he started pumping into her faster, his occasional grunts didn't detract from the moment. Because normal was relative, Knox thought to himself. He knew that better than anyone. When Mary's face contorted with her orgasm, Santos moved and Mary's head fell down to rest on Knox's shoulder. The two men made eye contact as Santos moved on top of her to fuck her harder and faster, chasing his own release. Knox ran his hand up and down Mary's back lovingly, as he watched Santos' face, wanting to witness his orgasm as well. I'm close, Santos breathed in a harsh whisper, and then, just before he came, his muscles tensing and his body jerking, he looked Knox in the face and ground out. You're next. And then he pumped into Mary a few more times before coming with a harsh groan, her name on his lips. Yep, normal is totally relative.
0: Okay, so welcome back. That was From Scratch, which is the first book in the Welcome to Seaport series. So, we will give you a little bit of a background on this story. So, this story, Welcome, this series, Welcome to Seaport, is about this little tiny town in this southern city. I wanna say a southern state, I wanna say South Carolina. Uh, I don't remember. I don't know why I'm thinking South Carolina, but this little tiny town in this southern state. And essentially, the town is falling apart. So they post on Facebook, "Hey, come to this town, and for a very low fee, you can live here. For very low cost, you can live here, mm-hmm. start a business. We're just trying but to keep them like
1: grants to start to bring the yeah, yeah business. We're just trying to keep this
0: town from from dying, which mm-hmm. I feel like we've seen or heard about in the news before. I definitely so, saw it in a rom com. You know what? Definitely rom-com. Yeah. <laughs> um so in this story there's Mary who is a baker. Uh, well no. She initially is a professor. Mm-hmm. Didn't get tenure, hates her job, but she also bakes. So, she just she says, "Fuck it. I'm going to move to this town. Ain't got shit else to lose." So she yeah. moves to the town. She moves to the town and also in the town are Knox and Santos. Knox is a firefighter who, I'm sorry, Knox is a firefighter who um, had been, he had already been established in the town. I'm not sure how how much. much mm-hmm. before he was there before everyone else but Knox is a firefighter he's in the town he is the entire fire department i think it's him and like yeah, two others like the fire chief yeah, yeah he's and and in a
1: volunteer chief. department yeah. as well so
0: mm-hmm. so if there's a big ass fire Knox and two other <laughs> niggas and maybe somebody else with a couple cups um, and then Knox convinces his homeboy Santos who he served with in the Marines to come and be the police force <laughs> there <laughs>
1: um, and so. he, I like that he was really hesitant about it because he's like police police suck cr- yeah he's yeah. like they're corrupt there's nowhere where you can work where there's no stories about them being terrible to black people and then he read up on this one and found that there was nothing and felt comfortable coming in and working there and also. So he ultimately wants to take it over and reshape it anyway, which is yeah. pretty dope.
0: Yeah, I thought that was really dope. Um, so they're all in this town. There's other characters, other people in the town, but it really focuses on these three people. And long story short, they all fall for each other and begin a polyamorous relationship, mm-hmm. which is so fucking dope. Yeah. Um, if you ask me. Um, so. There's a lot to digest in this particular excerpt in this entire book, so we will start with just the scene itself and then kind of step back into the bigger story. I like it. Um, so the scene opens with Knox or Santos. Knox is uh following
1: Mary into her room. Yeah. At her ass. So
0: <laughs> Knox was like, "Yo, I've missed you all day." They had sex the night before, things were great, it was their first time having sex. This is now their second time having sex. Mm -hmm. And Knox was like, yo, I've been thinking about this shit all day, I'm ready to get in it. Yeah. Which begs me to ask you the question, Karen, what do you prefer? First time sex or second time I know the ropes, I've been marinating on how I'm going to do this better sex?
1: (laughs) Second time all day. Yeah. Um, now, sometimes that's all within the same, like with my current partner, it was like five <laughs> times in this 24-hour span when we first had sex. But even then, there's a market change difference between first time and second time because you know a little bit more, right? Yeah. And you're not... I don't know. It's a little bit more leisurely. You can You're really more sit in vulnerable. It. You're
0: more willing to be more vulnerable. I feel like
1: yeah, because you already got through the hard part. Yeah,
0: like you didn't see each other naked. Yeah. So it's like okay, now we just gonna go Let's at do it this. and yeah. do it.
1: Taking time is always better to me. Yeah, I'm guessing you think the same.
0: Yeah, I mean, I like the excitement of the first time. Like mm-hmm. I love being like, whoo, that's what's there or. <laughs> Not what I expected. Let's see where this goes. Hmm. But yeah, second time, like, ooh, his shit curves to the left. Let me shift over a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, like, now I know I can do this. Or he really responded when I did this. Mm -hmm. She really responded when I did this. So let me try this. Like, yeah. yeah, second time is always, yeah, to me, I feel like second time is just great because you really get to like, you get to yes, marinate that yeah. shit. It's, and damn. it's still new, but you just got a little bit more information. Yeah. Yeah. And if I've been like thinking about that shit mm. all day or for, you know, like, oh, period. Because Now, you know, it's good or at least has a potential to be fantastic. Mm-hmm. So then you get to be like, mm.
1: have you ever this is unrelated because this was not their situation, but like had a not so great experience the first time and then decided to still come back again and then had it be like exponentially better
0: um i guess yeah i'm thinking i probably yeah like it's not necessarily it was bad it just <laughs> awkward yeah like you couldn't get in the rhythm and then mm-hmm. again once you're like okay we saw each other naked we can go at it It gets much, yeah. It Mm -hmm. got much better. I think you. I mean, not that you got. Look, if the shit ain't right, yeah. It's like, how much work do you want to? do? Yeah, I don't want to put too much work into it. Yeah, but um, you know, good, but not quite clicking. Mm Because I like I generally, if we're having sex consistently, like the shit clicks. Right. Like I don't, I don't force it because there's too, too many dicks in the city. Exactly. Um, just bobbing around out there. Yeah, just bobbing around. Bloop. That's the dick. <laughs> just in the seat. <laughs> Picked it up. Um, but yeah, I think I'm willing to, you know, give it a second go around if it's not like fireworks at the beginning.
1: Yeah. I'm trying to think. I mean it don't have to be fireworks in the beginning, but But it
0: can't be trash. Yeah. If it's trash. Yeah. Then and it.
1: I've I've done that like once in college the first time. It was like it was like two minutes, and I attributed to the fact that he had been lusting after me for a really long time before I finally fucked him. But it was like nigga, I remember it was like a we were snowing in together. Nigga, you bought, I'm snowed in. Yeah, with this day. it was like ooh, this gonna be good. We can just
0: fuck have all sex, day, go to sleep, mm-hmm. wake
1: up, and. It was like two, three minutes, and I was like, "You've got to be fucking kidding me!" I need mean,
0: that Price Is Right. Bah, 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 bah. Exactly,
1: that's what it felt like, and it it got it got better, but we never had fantastic sex. I should have just used that as my guide. life is
0: too short for mediocre sex.
1: I was good and young and stupid, and just was like, "All
0: right, we'll figure it out." Yeah, because if it's mediocre at the beginning, wait till you got a bunch of hollering ass and kids, exactly.
1: Or- Bills and shit. Oh, Mm -mm. grown me would not have kept that moving, but 21, maybe me wasn't thinking
0: that far ahead. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so this scene well, this story was really refreshing because it's a poly relationship. Polyam. Polyam, I'm sorry. Polyamorous Mm -hmm. relationship. And everyone interacts with everyone um yes the men have a they're romantic with one another mm-hmm. and intimate with one another they're also intimate with Mary and I feel like a lot of times there's such a fear of men being intimate with one another yeah and It was just really refreshing to see that, especially written in a book, because I feel like a lot of time these fiction stories are fantasy. Mm -hmm. And so often women's fantasy is two men, all into me, all about me. Right. But it was really cool to see like two men. Into me, all about me, but also into one another mm-hmm. and into pleasuring one another. Yeah. And they came with their own, like they were friends and had never admitted to
1: each, to themselves or to each other that they felt some attraction. Um, and uh, but was, I don't think
0: they really realized that there was an attraction.
1: I think Santos kind of did, Knox didn't really. Um, mm. but Santos was like, he didn't really want to change their relationship. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But it was really refreshing to see, and it makes me wonder how many women would really be comfortable. With, hmm. You know, like I feel like we we touched on this before, how women help hold on to toxic homo- masculinity and homophobia. It's, yeah, <laughs> you me to the <laughs> <My point>. man. <laughs> but yeah, that. I feel like we hold on, we help hold on That's to it by you know being like, ooh, I never be with a bisexual yeah. man. And to me, like I'm comfortable with my man having been with another man because what the fuck that got to do with me? That ain't got shit to do with me. If you with me and you, you know,
1: with me, then you with me. Right. Because if your concern is that y'all are monogamous, then who the fuck does it matter
0: who he would be having sex with? Because or who he has had Let's sex be with. clear, like niggas gonna fuck scallywags, <laughs> whether or not they men or women. Exactly. You know, so mm-hmm. it's to me, it's not really a thing, but um, I feel like that's something that we are women have to perpetuate and we also have to get over, Mm -hmm. and so it was really refreshing to see it written in this fantasy world where it's like two guys into each other, into her, and it's not this weird, nasty Mm -hmm. Gross thing. There was just, never
1: even a discussion like that, or any thoughts from Mary. Like when we were in her, you know, in her head, like she was just like, "Yes, I want to see y'all love each other too." Exactly. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Yeah. I mean, this um, one of the we always I always say, and I think Carrie agrees um, the whole Adrian Marie Brown um. Mm. Pleasure activism. One of the things she talks about is, you know, pleasure and pleasuring yourself and loving yourself and loving out loud is a radical act. Yes. And to me, these polyamorous relationships are a radical act. You're like, I'm mm-hmm. going to love who I want to love on the terms in which I want to love them. Mm-hmm. And it was just so like, I was like, yo, this is dope as fuck. To see it written out and just out loud and in the world.
1: Yeah. It just also, of course, sucks like anytime that the the things that make up us and the things that are just who we are um, have to be radicalized, right? Yeah. I
0: don't want to, yeah. Yeah, and I, I know. And I feel I, know what you mean. I don't want to fetish side. Mm-hmm. Is that a word? Fetish side. Yes. Yeah, Y'all something. know what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't want to like make this some like weird fetish mm-hmm. or something like that because it, this, also rings a bit of like, ooh, your kinky black hair, it's so gorgeous. You're <laughs> like, bitch, this is just the shit that grows out of my head. Right. You know? But um also I just think it's really great to see it just mm-hmm. showcase, you know.
1: Yeah. I mean everybody wants to see themselves on a page, right? Yeah. It's literally why we do this show. Yeah. Yay. So I'm glad that you know you found this story, and that Katrina gives us the space to be able to um, feature this relationship. Yeah, that yeah. most people don't know exists or act like they don't exist. Yeah.
0: <laughs> also, one of the things that I loved about this story, Mary is a fat woman, mm-hmm. and we have been looking for stories that feature fat bodies mm-hmm. because that is. Just our reality. that is a part of the life yeah. like there are fat bodies but I, I make it a point to avoid like I was reading this one book and it was about a woman that was fat and like the first couple pages it's like oh but I hide this part of my body uh-huh. or I'm struggling my weight and it's like some people in fat bodies just really enjoy their bodies right. and are uncomfortable with it and so um, I don't want to sound like this reminds me of that Kevin Hart thing where he was in the shop like some people are gay let's not you know let's not make a big deal out of it Mm -hmm. like I don't want to not make a big deal out of it because she's fat but Mm -hmm. at the same time I don't want to like gloss over the the fact fact over you know Mm -hmm. and so I think it's really dope that Mary is fat and it is a descriptor and some of the scenes describe her Thick hips and her big ass, mm-hmm. but it's not like it's something. It's that- not
1: pathologized. It's just who she is.
0: It is. It's who she is, and it's something that is appreciated mm-hmm. and loved by her partners.
1: Yeah, and by her. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, and then she's a baker, which I'm just like, yeah, Ugh. bitch. She's not all also-
1: the scenes where she's baking. I'm just like, oh, <sighs> just. You know how I feel about carbs.
0: And yes. And she's like, re- and she's also like really trying to like perfect her vegan mm-hmm. baking. Yes. Which made me really happy. Yeah. Don't roll.
1: That apple pie I made you, bitch, that was vegan. I didn't tell you. That's vegan pie crust.
0: How? Oh. Mm-hmm. Shit. See? Oh. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Turn your nose up if you want to. Update. Karen did make a pie for my whole house <laughs> and I ate it in like a weekend. So if y'all following the whole apple pie situation, vegan. That shit was good. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we appreciate Mary for being fat, appreciate loving her body, not, you know, not making it this like horrible thing, but also not hiding it. Yeah. Um, and also just being a baker. Like, she's just a woman. And I think that's the thing. Like, some of us are fat and mm-hmm. we still love and fuck and have two men after us and right. all of that. So, it was really dope. Um,
1: I also, sorry, mm-hmm. love that. Like, so she, you know, you said earlier, she was a professor at a college. Mm-hmm. She got passed over for tenure, which we don't learn a whole lot about, but she definitely, like, talks about being a black woman and, you know, the whole in the academy and how that shit sucks and how she really just, I love that she just was like, you know what? This ain't working for me. Yeah, this ain't it. So I'm going to just go do something else now. Bye. And, like, Her homegirls, you know, she's got this whole little circle of friends, and they're super supportive of her going off and doing what she wants to do.
0: But her circle of friends were very much a circle of friends. Mary's group of friends were dope as shit, because, again, I feel like, Katrina, you know black women. Yeah, clearly. You know us, and, I mean, you're black, a black woman, so (laughs) I guess you do. But I feel like you did a really great job of- crafting a group of friends that's there's like there's a supportive one there's a one that's like "Mm a little skeptical i love you but i'm be skeptical because i need you to make sure everything like i definitely felt Mm -hmm. our one girlfriend who's in the military and really good with money and always (laughs) like "Mm, yes you need to think these things like i can see that was totally her a type of my girlfriends mm-hmm. and her group of friends. One girlfriend was like, oh, that's you, bitch, I'm moving here too. You know, like <laughs> it was just so dope to see her with such a supportive mm-hmm. and robust group of girlfriends. This was just overall a really, really sweet, was. good book. Like, I, it here's moved the thing. quickly.
1: The pacing was good.
0: I don't do, like I find myself When things get difficult, or like there, you know, how like books have a story where there's like a crescendo and there's a climax, and then this is the problem. We meet the problem and then we fight through the problem. I don't do traditional storytelling, an arc. Okay, yeah, whatever. (laughs) Tomato, tomato, potato, potato, bitch, whatever. (laughs) That thing. I hate it. <laughs> like I mean, like, I know that's a part of books. And some books are really great. I'm at, we're actually reading a story for this where it's that and mm-hmm. I am just like mm, so good. <laughs> but like this story like had it, but it wasn't like, oh my God, will they want they? It was just okay, this is a problem. We're gonna face it, and we're gonna get through it. Mm-hmm. It was a, such a good It was sweet, gentle. It was a gentle book. Yeah. It was such a gentle
1: book. Mm-hmm. So in the very best way.
0: In the very best way. I loved the playfulness mm-hmm. between the three of them. Mm-hmm. And you could see it during the sex. Um, I think we've said this a million times that playful sex is the best. You gotta have fun. Yeah. yeah. And they were like fucking with each other and you know, giving each other a little something something like, oh wait, what did he hmm? Ooh, shit? I had a flashback to this morning. <laughs> some playful shit that went on I was definitely about to be like oh you're reading a book definitely not what happened in this but something what happened (laughs) this morning (laughs) but yeah it was was definitely just like so great to see them so playful and like just enjoying each other Mm -hmm. in more than just a sexual way but just enjoying each other's company
1: which is why we extend we kept going in the reading I really thought it was key to show like how Mary and Knox were just talking while she was fucking Santos. Like they're talking about their hopes and dreams and shit and she getting her back blown out. And I was just like this is the fucking best. <laughs> ain't that the ain't that the dandiest yeah. thing? Yeah. It's interesting too, I mean, I you know, I think we'll talk about this when we have a guest on, but you know, that there's a lot of different ways to be polyam, right? So in this situation they're a thruple. They are, you know, living their lives together and having sex together, Mm -hmm. but being polyamorous or ethnically monogamous can look a lot of, non-monogamous, sheesh, can look a lot of different ways. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean necessarily that partners are interacting with each other. It can mean that you have separate relationships with separate people and very often does mean that. But I thought this was an interesting way um, for us to illustrate it with this particular story.
0: Yeah, and I think this is where the, you know, every girl fantasy comes in because, Mm -hmm. bitch, I would love to have two men just happily coming home to one titty apiece. Or two titties and a pussy. But, (laughs) you know, like it was just like, man, this is just delightful. Delightful. Okay, we touched on this a little bit. So Santos is a cop. Knox is a firefighter.
1: Mm-hmm. We very have, like small town rom com jobs.
0: <laughs> very much small town rom rom. Rom com. Rom tom shop. Rom tom. Um have you ever dated a man in a uniform?
1: Bitch, you know I have. I, I hate eyes. you. I was
0: I was setting her up. I hate you. Thing. I was like,
1: why is she looking at me
0: like this I was setting her up for the thing.
1: Yeah, I've dated a cop.
0: So I think some of like I think some of the attraction to a cop and a firefighter comes with just the uniform.
1: Mm, that ain't why I was there.
0: Well, okay. But <laughs> so, you know, like people are like, ooh, I love me a firefighter, I love me a cop. I think a lot of it just comes with the uniform. Mm-hmm. Now I have a girlfriend who's married to a firefighter, and she's like, bitch, you ain't never heard a song saying fuck the firefighters, right? Fuck That's the true. Everybody loves a firefighter. Everybody loves an EMS yeah, worker. Oh, but they have dangerous jobs. And really good benefits. <laughs> oh, no. This is where the old auntie and me come in like, girl, you trying to get them teeth fixed. Married you a five See, a I would fire just fire.
1: be perpetually worried, like so okay. I still watch Grace. And a lot of folks You don't. and twelve other people. Yep, it's fine. It's still on and I still care about the characters. Well and you it and twelve other black me. women. Yes. White women still love it. Mm-hmm. Um but so Miranda, like one of the main characters, a black woman who's been there from the beginning, is married to Why are you making that face? Who's Miranda? She's like one of the main fucking characters on the. You the don't strong need to watch black the woman. Uh, she's actually had an arc that that is deviating from that. She had a heart attack and started having panic attacks and all of this stuff, and so she had to back off that strong black woman shit. I'm rolling my eyes. Whatever bitch, the show like, is fantastic. Okay. My point is that her husband went from being an anesthesiologist to being a firefighter. Who the
0: fuck does that?
1: Niggas on uh, Grey's, Grey's Anatomy. Anatomy. You're right and um but so she spent all this time like she's always worried about him like yeah you know that's just it's dangerous so that would be my concern
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah good benefits are cool but damn are you gonna come home
0: so how do you feel about like like with dating a cop like the fuck the police or you know what i'll start because you're rolling your eyes so hard at me because I <laughs> know where this is but like I, you know, so it's really difficult for me to like actually one of my partners right now is former mm-hmm. police. Um and just, you know, as being a black woman and all that shit, like, man, I can't fuck with the popo. Yeah. It's hard to fuck with the popo. But yeah. when you meet black men that are police, like you kinda understand, like, okay, they're trying to, you know, like Work from within, or right. do what's right, or help right. the community. And I think that, especially to combat what's happening in the world with police, with the police,
1: mm.
0: we need. <laughs> We're I, so Midwestern police. I know. I think <laughs> with the police. Yes, I feel like we need black people from their own community who want to police you know i think the part of that is i, I think i mean like don't get me going cuz yeah i, I mean, am not the i am not the pro on this kenria is i'm not a pro i think community
1: policing is great in theory but um if we're talking about a system the carceral system as a whole we need to abolish that shit and so police departments and law enforcement as they stand right now are not a tenable thing, if that's where we're going. That said, I mean, the cop who I I dated, his whole thing was exactly that. You need some people within the system to be able to fight. You can't just do it all from outside. And it's cool, whatever. But honestly, the biggest issue that I face with him and that I see with a lot of cops is that they're fucking assholes. Yeah. 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 Like, it's like power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely like okay sure community policing but you are still a fucking asshole and so just on an interpersonal level Mm -hmm. it doesn't work for me and I would never date a cop again and when it well hopefully I won't date another person again but when I was on the fucking I know did you hear that ooh Mm -hmm. um, when I was on the apps I had certain things that were automatic left swipes being a law enforcement officer Mm -hmm. Calling yourself an alpha male, posting a picture of yourself with your car,
0: sapiosexuals.
1: Yes, fuck them. What the fuck is a sapiosexual? Someone who claims that they are sexually attracted to someone's mind. Get the fuck out of here,
0: yo! old fucking. What was the mindset? Dead press ass. <laughs> Get the fuck on. I don't even know what the fuck a sapiosexual is. But I didn't when I see know until it I got
1: on Bumble.
0: goddamn Bumble. I just be like, I'm not Googling to know what the fuck you are. Pussy <laughs> like, sexual? Okay, we can do, I can do that.
1: It's just so pretentious and bullshit. That's
0: exactly what it yeah. is. Yeah. Like, also, what I hate. You on, swipe because you saw my titties on here. Right. Like, you didn't even see what the fuck was going on. Also, what I hate, and I don't understand it. One, niggas that take pictures at their desk. At work like <laughs> i have a job here's my cubicle one that's... they try to prove they had just like the put niggas. put their Myers a car. brig personality and maybe this is just DC. if this goes on outside of the dc area please let me know but oh, i feel like this is told dc shit but they be like i'm an entj omp <laughs> where the omp come from what the fuck like <laughs> i don't i don't even know what the fuck that means and i actually like i like those i'm not like, I'm asking, asking, up. You. I'm not asking you to fucking Supervise me and making making sure I get my TPS reports in. Like, I, am I gonna enjoy you? Are you gonna fuck me right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't need your fucking Myers Brig personality test so for fucking relationships. Like, get I get so the fuck on. I, I do like I, not that it's
1: something that I look for, but when they put them on, if it's some if if I'm already attracted to them, because it's not gonna be the thing that's gonna make me swipe, obviously. But if everything checks out and I want to like. Start up a conversation, right? Because I only would do ones where I could start the conversation. Because, ick, um, it could be a good conversation starter. So, like, I would look them up to see what it was, and then and say so, as something about them. You're an ENTJ
0: on P. What? what would you? How would you start that? Well,
1: it de- I, it would depend on what their thing was. So sometimes it would be something that was really close to mine, which I'm blanking on what it is. But so then, like, there would be a conversation about how we're the same or we're different. I like
0: list. Do you?
1: wittier than that because
0: a bitch is <laughs> and this clever is why I get nothing on the app
1: <laughs> but you know I, yeah it it was sometimes those are interesting it's to me it's like astrology like if somebody says that they're you know a Capricorn I'm like oh so you you uh frugal you know what I mean like it, it turns into like a whole conversation it can if they not dry as fuck so you just, it's just a conversation starter to me
0: okay I'll give that to you. Mm-hmm. I'm still not swiping on the ENTJ ONP. I, I dig
1: it. I wonder. That is a good question. If it's something that happens outside the DMV, I feel like it's such only a, specific a DMV area.
0: Yeah, I feel like it's definitely a DC. Yeah, I remember
1: when I moved back here after living in New York for so long, and the first time I went out and a nigga like asked if I had a business card, and I was like, the
0: fuck. I never have business cards, but I definitely do ask people what they do. And That's I know so that DC is so, ugly. so I hate it. yeah, I know people hate it, but to me, it's not even a trying to size you up thing. Mm-hmm. I just feel like people are at work for, you're at work more than Monday through Friday, more than you're at home. Mm-hmm. And so for me, that gives me a clue in like what you do, what makes you excited. Because even now, if someone asks me like, what do you do? I was like, uh... I do some. I what I usually tell people I get paid a whole lot of money to boss people around. Mm-hmm. But what I really enjoy doing, and then I go into the podcast. Mm-hmm. So it's not even uh, a. I usually don't tell them I get paid a lot of money because nigga, he buying drinks. Yeah. But anyway, again yeah, and that sounds pretentious. But you know, I like say some bullshit about like gloss over what I do, but really, what I'm interested in is my podcast mm-hmm. because I look at it less as a sizing you up and more as a. Okay, motherfucker, you at that bitch for eight hours, ten hours a day. Mm-hmm. You know, you're away from your home for ten hours a day dealing with this shit, like right. commuting, whatever. Let me know what it is that you are interested in, what you like to do as a post. Well, not even what you like. You know, but like mm-hmm. it just gives me a that for me that's more of a jumping off point mm. than ENTJ, L M N O P. <laughs>
1: And see I I think you're unique in looking at it that way. I think most people in this area are sizing you up. Oh, well, you ain't getting shit out of me. I mean not not about money, but like I remember like going to CBC events a few months ago and not just men, like everybody who I met, "Oh, what firm are you with? What do you do?" Bitch, I mind my motherfucking business like you should be. Oh, see, I don't get it. yeah, okay. It's just rude to me. Yeah, yeah, I don't don't like it. it.
0: Well, I won't. (laughs) If I ask you, if you out with Eric and she asks what you do, it's definitely not because I'm trying to size you up. I literally just want to know what makes you tick. Because, again, and also, if you're not like, there should be something that gives you joy in life. And so that's why I'm like, oh, well, I work, but this is what Mm -hmm. I do for. This is my passion, Mm -hmm. not, you know keeping homeless people out of jail or something like Mm -hmm. that. Because I find when I ask that kind of question, I get you know, like if I if I were to ask you what do you do? I'd like learn like a whole bunch of shit about like some really dope books and, Mm -hmm. you know, like really dope websites and that kind of thing. I don't even go I usually just say I write. (laughs) Yeah.
1: See, yeah. Well yeah. I I mean maybe that's just me playing down my shit, but All right.
0: Yeah, see, if I were interested in you, I would ask more. Mm -hmm. About what? Where do you write? You know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But, Bitch, I got you. You ain't going no motherfucking where, so you can keep them (laughs) short ass answers. You can keep them short ass answers. Okay, so um, we talked about polyam relations. You touched on how polyam relationships can be different. They can be, you know. A thruple where it's all three. Well, I don't even say thruple. It could be a relationship in which everyone is in relationship is in with a relationship each with each other. Yeah. It could be you know one person having two separate relationships and everyone knowing about it. it could be you know each person having their own relationships. Mm-hmm. Polyamorous relationships look a million different ways. Yeah, and hopefully for our one and a half episode of season two. We will get to speak with someone that can talk about her personal experience, mm-hmm. her very specific experience in a polyamorous relationship. Yeah, But um, makes me want to ask you, do you think you could be in a polyamorous relationship, Karen
1: No. Um, and I can answer that quickly because so I just recently did this whole series for prevention about like sex diaries of people mm-hmm. um, where folks- just told me every part of their sex lives for for a week. For some of them, for months. For some of them, like folks who didn't have sex for very frequently. And three of the people who I interview are actually, in, one was in an open marriage that recently closed, and two were in polyamorous relationships. Ethic, why do why do I have such trouble saying this shit? Ethically non monogamous relationships, and um. Yeah, it was all different ways And so it it was great because when I do this kind of work It gives me a really great jumping off point For conversations with my partner And so we were talking about it He was like is this something that you would ever want to do And I was like nah And he was like well why And I was like well I think it is a fantastic way To live for folks who it is for I don't have Like there's no judgment about it It is just that I know myself And I think because my, you know, my, my number one love language is time. Mm-hmm. I don't like to share. <laughs> yeah, like I require a lot of time. I just do I want to see you On a regular basis I want to spend All the moments Of the weekends With you I want to Talk on the phone With you every day I want to be able To pop over And grab lunch I want to be able To pop over And have a quickie Before I got to pick My kid up from school And if the boundaries That we have to set Are such that We are sharing You know Whatever That won't work for me Because I'm too greedy
0: Yeah Yeah I mean, I used to always say I couldn't be in a polyamorous relationship. I don't think I could be in a throuple or mm-hmm. like, you know, a, a relationship where we all are you know with one another. Mm-hmm. Because to me that requires a um level of respect and communication I mean it's hard respecting and communicating well with one person <laughs> let alone two three people yeah, you know it's, um, it,
1: you gotta be so mature and like yeah. good at setting and maintaining boundaries and knowing what you want and being able to communicate that yeah it's but I up. think
0: I could be in an open relationship where we prioritize one another. Mm-hmm. So, like, if I need you, I want you. You need to drop whatever you got going on mm-hmm. to be with me. You know, um. So, like, that was your understanding
1: with your primary partner, yeah,
0: gotcha. yeah. Um, but I think I would be, I think I'd be okay with like, you know, because to me, sex is more. Sex is sex. Mm-hmm. Intimacy is another thing, and so I'd be fine with you. You know doing your thing and me doing my thing. I mean, at least right now. I mean, I don't think I could see that being, like, you know, a super down the line thing. But, you know, like, until we hit a point, I mean, like, I, shit, I have a couple partners now right? where it's like, you know, you do your thing, I do my thing, and we'll do our thing together. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's really formally a... I mean, because we're not necessarily a couple, so I don't think we could call it an open relationship, but I think as long as everyone's being respectful of the one another and like in these relationships, we're not like, you know, like we're not primary partners or anything. You know, we're just yeah. like dating. But you know, if I were a primary partner and you, you know, it was understood that when I, what I want, what I need, I shut down. I'll be fine because I'm going to be doing the same thing, and I think that, um, you know, this is where You know, we talk about that line with the whole We talked a little bit when we were talking about hoteps, how hoteps and Hoteps give polyamorous relationships a bad name, mm. I feel like, because with hoteps, it's a, you know, I'm the only dick in the equation thing. Right. Like, I am the man. I'm going to have all my bitches. Well not, you know, I'ma have all my mm-hmm. women. Your queens. Y'all my queens and y'all my queens, but I'm the only <laughs> king in your life. And you know I'm going to do my shit. You do your thing Mm -hmm. and we just going to be cool. You know, like we don't understand that this is a two way street. I think I'd be okay with that. Mm -hmm. You know, I
1: think it's interesting because that made me realize that even in my response, I've internalized that because I took it from the standpoint of me being with somebody and him being with somebody else and not from the standpoint of me being with somebody and me also being with somebody else. And. Part of that is you know conditioning, right mm-hmm. so conditioned yeah conditioned as being conditioned, but also i I have no desire to yeah put in that much like being in a healthy relationship requires a lot of energy, and that's not a bad thing, and it's not I'm not saying it requires a lot of work, but I do um. I'm really intentional about the way that I develop my relationship with my partner and the way that I interact with him and the idea of doing that with more than one person is exhausting (laughs) I just I just yeah I'm tired like yeah
0: no I I couldn't see myself giving because if I'm with someone I give so much if I'm with you with you I give you a lot of me right um, and I wouldn't do it
1: like, you know, you're saying like if it's sex, it's sex. But I think, you know, usually with a polyamorous relationship, it's not it's not really the same as just being open where you're having sex with somebody else. I mean, it could look that way. Yeah. But it could also look like you have a an intimate, fully developed, yeah, well-rounded relationship well, with somebody have. else. And that just feels like too much for That's me. That's too much fucking to work. Yeah. yo.
0: Like I, you know, it's I think. If you're doing it well, if I'm doing it right, I don't say if you're doing right. If I'm doing it the way that you want to, yeah, the way that if I'm doing a relationship, I am with you right the way that I want to. I'm saying right and like as in right for Mm -hmm. Erica. Mm -hmm. I'm putting a lot of energy into that person. You know, I'm putting a lot Mm. of energy into that relationship and making it work because it's tough. You know, putting two people together. Yes,
1: grown folks who got their own lives and come with all their own yeah. stuff. And, and have I their ain't giving own that goals. shit to multiple
0: people. Because right. I ain't got it to give to multiple people. Right. Like, it takes a lot for me to. I am a mother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to, like, account for a whole nother little person. Right. If I'm with you and I'm accounting for you and a little person i got goddamn if I'm gonna <laughs> throw another motherfucker into the mix. So I say, like, I would be down with an open relationship mm-hmm. in the sense of here and there. Right, no you get to real, define it. You define know, it yeah. the way
1: that you want to. Yeah, well, yeah. and well, I always all do.
0: I say, I, I used to say marriages, but I say all relationships are essentially a contract between those people. And whatever you want to want it to look like, mm-hmm. that's what it is. And as long as y'all honoring what you put this to be, right. then that's cool. Right. And I think it's so much more important when you're doing, when you're doing, <laughs> when you're a polyamorous relationship, because you really have to like think about what goes into this mm-hmm. contract and can I honor it? Can I be okay with this? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and trust that your partners can.
1: And I, I think that that's part of, you know, the the unsaid part of why it feels difficult to me. And it's because I've been in a relationship that was open and didn't know it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, as someone who was cheated on in a marriage for many years, um, there's always this underlying fear that the contract will not be honored. Yeah. And you know, it's something It's not something I struggle with every day Because I've, you know, gotten to a point Where I'm with a partner who yeah, I trust Yeah, you're with a
0: partner that gives you that
1: Exactly assurance. And so I don't I do not make him pay for the sins of other niggas mm-hmm. um, But the idea of being in a relationship Where you got to bring that many more people Into the contract Feels scary to me Because of mm-hmm. what I have been through before
0: Yeah I mean I think that <sighs> I think that young Erica that was willing to like man, get, you know, like whatever <laughs> you want. I'm just I'm a cool girl. Cool girl yeah. I probably would have been like, I'm down for an open relationship and been all fucked up, mm-hmm. you know. But I think now that I because I mean shit, had you asked me fucking twelve months ago or a year, depending <laughs> on how you look at it. <laughs> Had you asked me a year ago, I don't think I would have been down for Hmm. an open relationship. Interesting. But as, you know, I think and grow and change, I definitely think I would be okay with it. But one, I'd have to be very sure that the person, well, you're never sure, but I had to be very comfortable that the person that I'm in this relationship with Mm -hmm. is going to respect and honor the rules that we set. Right. Um,. Yeah, and I and I'm and I'd have to be sure that the rules that I set I am comfortable with. You mm-hmm. know, the rules that I agree to. No, that I said, like I ain't not agree and shit. That y'all like, set to that you set together. You're right. That we set together. <laughs> um, that I'm comfortable with. You yeah. know. But I mean like I, I yeah. As I grow and learn and change, this all changes. So in another twelve months or, or a year, year. <laughs> um, that might be different. hmm but, yeah, that's where I am. It's evolution, baby. Evolution, motherfuckers. <laughs> so, that's us. It is. That's how we feel about polyamorous relationships. Polyam. Kenry had to correct me um, because, you know, poly is more of a term for Polynesian folk. That's right. And not polyamorous folks so the correct term is polyam just a little learning there I'm going to be pretentious and share what I learned
1: (laughs) it came from it was an issue like a whole issue on tumblr where polynesian folks were having trouble finding their communities because polyamorous folks were using the poly tag
0: okay yeah Yeah, and I'd be mad if I was a fine-ass Simone with some thick thighs (laughs) and long thick-ass wavy hair looking for some more fine-ass (laughs) thick-thighed long wavy thick haired people really and I come with y'all freak ass <laughs> polyamorous folks I mean I'd be whatever you know I'd be like You'd be mm-hmm. fine hey <laughs> but I was looking for some fine thick th- I, f- I sound like that nigga <laughs> that left that voice man I was like gushing a fart and a sucker <laughs> hell? I what I'm gonna have to send it to you <laughs> Is it something on Twitter? It was some shit on Twitter. This dude left this long ass like voicemail, like, girl, we gonna be fucking in a gushing and a fart, and i would be fucking in gushing and a fart, and it's gonna be gushing <laughs> and <laughs> He says more than gushing and farting, but anyway, that's, that's how I remember feel, as I describe Polynesian folk. Oh my god, this went a whole different place. Yeah. I apologize. Morning. Okay, well, thank you for joining us. <laughs> for our first episode back from <laughs> season for season two of the turn on. Who is? This is Erica <laughs> and Kenrya, Two, two hoes holes, making, making it and a clap. clap.
1: This episode was produced by us, Kenry and Erica, and edited by Ballistic. The theme music is from Brazy. Hit subscribe right now in your favorite podcast app and at youtubecom theturnonpodcast so you'll never miss an episode.
0: Then follow us on Twitter at the Turn On Pod and Instagram at the Turn On Podcast, and you can find links to books, transcripts, guest info, what's turning us on, and other fun stuff at theturnonpodcast.com.
1: And don't forget to email us at theturnonpodcast at gmail.com with your book recommendations and your pressing sex and related questions.
0: And you can support the show by leaving us a five-star review, buying some merch, or becoming a patron of the show. Just head to turnonpodcast.com to make that happen.
1: Thanks for listening and we'll see you soon. Holla.